Hi everyone, I'm Tyra Biro. And I'm Eniola Hu. And this is To Be Continued, a podcast where Nollywood meets real life. Hi Eniola. What's Hi Tyra. Good? What's good? Um, I have to say that this week is better than every other week. So that's mm-hmm. good. There's some improvement. Um, yeah. I have been exercising a lot, not by choice, but I've been enjoying it, Sha. And, um, well, by walk, I've been walking a lot. I'm getting next, I'm taking next week off work, so I'm very excited. Oof. Yay! Oh, that's yes. amazing. Good. Yeah. Well, sounds like you've been keeping active and, you know, doing all the healthy things I was supposed yeah. to be doing right now. Yeah. Um, for me, I've been okay. I haven't. I mean, I'll be honest. I haven't been as active as you. <laughs> I have not. Oh. I have not been doing any exercises. I haven't worked out since, and this is really shameful. I actually, haven't worked out since. I actually haven't worked out in like two two weeks, maybe or more. Oh, really? So I'm really in my slump. Yeah, I'm definitely in my slump. But I just ordered some new workout gear, which I'm yeah, really happy yeah. about. So hopefully, that should make me like more a bit more you know in the mood so yeah for this week the movie that i wanted to talk about and as we know it's pride month (laughs) so this is and i mean i'll I'll just put the i'll give the disclaimer this is kind of the low-hanging fruits of pride movies i'll be honest or lgbt Mm. movies because it wasn't anyway when i get into it you can have your own critiques but for me this just wasn't a it wasn't perfect in any way as far as like depicting the lgbt experience in nigeria or anywhere else but it was you know what a for effort we're glad you did it we're glad this was made um so the movie that i watched was called emotional crack and the movie that i saw was emotional crack so it stars ramsey noah stephanie kirke and dakore egbison so the movie starts out with Ramsey and Stephanie. They're a married couple. Um, so Ramsey's name is Trudy. Stephanie's name is Crystal. So they're a married couple. Um, and so the the opening scene of the movie is one of those scenes where, you know, you're like trying to take... I think Ramsey was like brushing his teeth or something. And then Stephanie comes behind him. She wants to kind of like, you know, grab him from behind, that kind of thing. And then he's just like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not with it. Like, I'm not into it. So you kind of get the sense that their relationship isn't a great relationship. It's not very okay. healthy. It's just, you get the sense that something is off right mm-hmm. from the beginning. Okay. So the in the next scene, you see Stephanie. She's preparing like this candlelit dinner um and she's just getting things ready you can see she's kind of trying to set the mood for something that's about to happen mm-hmm. but she's the only one in the scene and then mm-hmm. they switch scenes and then the next thing you see is ramsey noah and dakore canoodling <laughs> together in an in an office so obviously so ramsey is cheating yeah he's so he's cheating on stephanie <laughs> with dakore who in the movie her name is camille so or is was it Camille or Camilla? I forget. No, I think it was Camilla. Okay. So you can see the, the CCC, how they are mm-hmm. Crystal and Camilla. <laughs> okay. oh my God. So, Wait, who who used to pick those names before in Hollywood? Because yeah. the names used to be very weird. Latasha and Nick. <laughs> like, you know, like the names were very like names that like, nobody would have in real life. Yes. Right. <laughs> no Nigerian you ever met was called any of these names. It's so weird. I don't well anyway, let me not because I don't know if that's someone's culture in Nigeria, like to use yeah. those names, but 
I find sure. that they, those movies and like in those days, they used to go for more like Western names than mm-hmm. ethnic names. Yeah. yeah. Which is, that's true. And I think you're right in saying what would have been the culture or the culture that is more known to me is English names are very often like biblical names or, um, or like baptism names. So I have right. like my baptism name. So that's, that's kind of the context that I'm more familiar with as far as giving people um, names that like non-indigenous names. Um, it's often religious or biblical in some yeah. way, but okay. who knows? So Stephanie is calling him. Obviously, she's like, where she can't figure out where he is. I'm not calling him because there were no cell phones then, but she was just at home, obviously wanting him to come home. And Camilla is like, no, you're going to stay here with me. Um, and she's just like, she would not let him go. And this was also Dakore's like heyday. So I think this movie came out in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was definitely Dakora's moment. She was fully 100% that girl. She was the yes. girl, which I love. And you really see, you, you can tell, like when you watch this movie, you can tell why Dakora was that girl. Mm-hmm. Then she really just came with everything. She was serving looks. She was serving you dreadlocks. Oof. Okay. Oof. She was serving you makeup. She was serving you, listen, seductress. She was serving you body. Nice. Like Dakura, wait, wait, wait. So this versus um the setup. Which one do you think she came more with the, with that girl energy? Hmm, that is a good question. Because the setup, she had a way of outshining everybody's shot. Yeah, and it wasn't in- fucking angelic just anyway. But I think, you know what? I feel like the setup, she was, I think at this point in her career, she's come more into just herself. Um, So I think, I don't know. I think I buy, but I think I buy this Dakori more than okay. the character in the setup or only because the her character in the setup was so far from her real life person like it was way it was somebody mm. that was much younger she was supposed to be very different energy but i feel okay. like Dakori's character Dakori's role like character for example in this movie on her roles in the early 2000s were a bit closer to who she actually was then okay so like, I, I mean i think like even just age-wise like she was she was the age that she was supposed to be playing for example and mm-hmm. she was doing the kind of things that she and yeah i don't know who knows but for me i think i i buy i love both versions but mm-hmm. this version was very convincing because i could okay. see this real person mm-hmm. um, so yeah so he wants him to so stephanie wants him back home um camilla who's played by dakore is not having it and then anyway he eventually does come back home like maybe the next morning or in the late hours of the night and he's disheveled his shirts his oversized shirts why were button down shirts so big hmm. back then like have you noticed how i think in those days they used to sell the shirts inside packets and it's whatever yeah. you open it on whatever you get is what's <laughs> Whatever that, you get is what it is. That is something that needs to be discussed. Like work, <laughs> work culture couture of the late nineties and early two thousands Hollywood is it was boxy. It blows my mind. It was boxy. It was. It like, was be, they'll be billowing. You see Zakoji <laughs> and Zakoji. I can think of. He'll be standing in the Zakoji. Will be standing on the road to beg his wife, and the shirt will just be billowing in the wind. <laughs> Like, you did not see these people are billowing. That's actually the best description for what's happening. They're actually billowing. Um, so he came back home, shirt billowing, tie off, everything. And so 
He's like, where were you? What happened? You didn't come back, blah, blah, blah. And then he starts beating her. So this oh, is where God. you also find oh, out that he was God. extremely abusive. So he starts beating her up. She's very upset, everything. And then the next day, obviously, he comes to beg her. He made bread and tea, which... <laughs> like, he made... Which one did he make there? The bread and tea? Thank you. Put, no, he made the tray. That was what he made. He made the tray by placing the bread and the tea on it. But also, the politics of, like, bread and tea... Tyler, <laughs> what do you want to say about bread and tea? <laughs> Don't annoy me. Don't annoy me. I don't say, so say it. If I go to fight today, let's just be <laughs> What do you want to say about bread and tea? No, but you know, I actually, I'm not even about to disparage bread and tea. I just want to say that reconciliation culture in Nollywood movies is, is a fucking piss take. What do you want me to do with this bread and tea? <laughs> like, no, what do you actually want me you to do with so this right. shit right now? Yes, but that has become. But if you actually think about it, how many times have you seen somebody bringing bread and tea to somebody they either offended or even if it's not bread and tea, something on a tree, sure. Like that's supposed to make everything some kind of food. Yeah, but it's true. Because we don't do things. I think we don't don't do flowers. We don't do all those things. But but I do think though, in a way, it's it's very it it is reflective of parent child relationships because mm-hmm. that one your where your parents they'll never tell you sorry they'll never admit that they were wrong but they'll call you to come and eat when you know that the, the fight is over is when they call you to come and eat or they'll now come and say eh, so you don't want to eat or what tayo i was so, literally going to say that that they learned it from parents yeah, yeah. i agree i 100 percent agree and they did yeah you're right it is a learning thing because if that's what you grew up on mm-hmm. then more than likely that's how you're going to treat the other people in your lives or whoever else is in your immediate space which is a significant other so mm-hmm. wow okay interesting. interesting so anyway she she shall collected the bread and see that's what you need to know so she forgives him blah 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 so the next day she goes out with her friends um and she's chilling with her girls and obviously they see the bruise and they're like um excuse me what is that <laughs> what mm-hmm. the fuck is going on with you and she was like no 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 like just i don't want to talk about this i'm not going to talk about it so obviously just being defensive and protective of her relationship so her mom and her sister even come to see her afterwards and they're like okay like what's going on like you you obviously are sad. There's something still going on here. And the mom, <laughs> the mom was patient so so far. Love, love patient so so far. And but what I loved even more was the fact that she wasn't doing the whatever what she would expect as patient so so far. Even though she was still giving someone hell, but it was the right person this time. Mm-hmm. The, the person she was giving hell was the husband, and she was just not fucking with this husband. So. He's still abusing her. He keeps abuse like he's just very abusive emotionally, physically, and financially. Even there's this one scene where the p- patients and the sister come to like basically drag her physically out of the house. She's like, mm-hmm. like you're coming with us. Like, I'm done with this. You're leaving with us right now. And the husband and Ramsey goes, Um, you're not taking her anywhere. I've already paid her dowry. Mm-hmm. Which again, typical like dowry culture of no, I, I own you now because yeah. I've paid price for bullshit. you uh, which is bullshit and so uh, patience was like um i will get the village elders to return your money if that's what <laughs> if that's what you want so ramses agrees to go to church counseling because the friends are like you know what this is too much you need to go and see a counselor you need to get help um so he said he was going to change and 
you know, he said he was just going to be done with the behavior. He committed to changing, whatever. We'll see if that, that actually happened. Mm. So on the other hand, his mistress, Dakori, was still giving him hell i'm making things difficult um they were supposed to go so there's this one thing um this is kind of like the pivotal moment like where everything mm-hmm. shifts so there's this one scene where ramsey is supposed to go to this party and dakori as his mistress his whatever his girl thinks that she's going to accompany him <laughs> as his dates mm-hmm. to the party and um, ramsey's like um no i have a wife and i can't take you i have to take my wife to the party obviously so she was really upset she was throwing like throwing herself on the floor everything Uh -uh. food down he was like no that he has to take his wife so they do go to this party and at that point ramsey is still being an asshole to stephanie they're still but they went to the party together like even as toxic as they were and then this is the moment when as they were at the party dakori just walked in Hmm. Singing. Ah, oh my God, Tyre, stop. <laughs> singing a song. I think it was shit. Now I have to remember what song it was. I think it was something like I don't want to say it was killing me softly because it wasn't killing me softly. It was like a it was like a Fuji's or maybe a Lauren Hill song or something or like Damien Marley of like the late nineties, early two thousands. I can't, I can't, I can't believe I can't remember what song you were. To be honest, that's so decorated. But she thought she was going up for them soul music people. Listen, uh, I'm sure she chose this song. She could sing. Oh, she's about it. Yep, she's about it. That's what she loves yeah she killed it and i won't lie she killed it. it was crazy and it was out of nowhere but she killed wow, it she killed it i'm impressed yeah. i was oh. listening i was carefully singing okay the dance the sing sing break so the whole <laughs> party now obviously jacquari was the vixen everybody was now looking at Ada, who is this girl who is this mm-hmm. chick she came she now walked in she was she walked around the party she really performed though she walked around the party she sang i uh, sang into some people's faces everything uh-uh. all the men like tony braxton in nigeria did you see that, that was it was like Tony Braxton. Ooh. <laughs> that was how it was meant to be. So um, so everybody was enamored with her. And then she mm. eventually started dancing with some guy. And then Ramsey was now hot. Ah, mm. he was tight. You could wow. see. And then I think because of that, he now started kind of being mean to Stephanie. So that one started mm-hmm. crying. She ran to the bathroom. And then Dakori followed Stephanie into the bathroom to console her. So at this point, Stephanie or um, Crystal doesn't know that Camilla is his her husband's mistress she just thinks somebody's being nice to her in the bathroom the club mm-hmm. bathroom where all good things happen i miss the fucking club bathroom oh my god you do ew i hate the club bathroom no i don't miss i don't miss the like dirtiness i just miss <laughs> the connections like I mean, <laughs> see and like you know i'm the kind of person like i meet somebody at 3 a.m on a drunken night and become their best friend like that's so that's so true i can see that happening with you i do oh, you know how many club bathrooms i've cried i've met girls and cried like we'll bond and cry in the 10 minutes of us just inside that toilet <laughs> oh yes i've made many friends in a club bathroom many a friendship have been that started is amazing so, yes, amazing. because that's what, when you're drunk, like people are fucking, they are fucked up. They don't know what they are left from their rights. They're trying to fix their. <laughs> can see anything. 
so much is going on like those are the for me those are the special moments that's hilarious (laughs) so me i'm usually one of those people i get in a club but first of all i don't use public bathrooms so if i enter one i'm already like tense Mm-hmm. So the way I go in is the, I'm like, I'm running in and I'm running out and I'm trying not mm-hmm. to touch anything. So I don't even look at people, you know, because yeah. I'm just like, I need to get, I'm, I feel like you can see the disgust on my face, but yeah. um, I've heard of this club bathroom stories and I, 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 I would love to witness it. At least oh girl. One. Yes. Get into it because <laughs> listen, the best of human beings, they're in the club. Wow. The best of human beings, you find them in the club. Bathroom. I can see that to be honest. I can totally <laughs> see that. So, this was the club bathroom moments for Dakori and Stephanie, um, or Crystal and Camilla, where Dakori comes to console her, um, mm-hmm. and then she actually invites her over to her house just to be her friend. So, at this point, still, Stephanie doesn't know that this is her husband's mistress. Oh she invites God. her over, and then. Sorry, can I just say something real quick? I yes. just realized that it's very fucking mean what people do. And in this case, I'll say what this guy is doing, where you have this woman who. Um, does your wife doesn't know, but she knows your wife. That's not nice. Do you know yep. that nobody really thinks about that aspect of cheating? That there's literally yep. somebody that knows your partner could jump them somewhere. The person might think is random, but it's actually pre- um, premeditated. Yep. There's somebody that could like cause potential harm to your partner. That, but your partner has no idea. Yeah, who that is. And a lot of times when people talk about protecting, especially like especially when they're talking about in the um, heteronormative way like oh men are supposed to protect the fact that you're opening a stranger to your partner and like it comp- you're you're opening your partner's life to a complete stranger but your partner is completely unaware that is fucked up this person yep. could really be in the grocery store following your partner along the aisles and saying oh oh i like i eat that too talking to them and they won't even know who that is that is child, and up. it happens Yes, and it happens, yeah. and it's so mess. And it's is that thing of, it's not just the betrayal of you having done the thing. It's also that you've now exposed someone to a situation that they don't even know they've been exposed to. It's so sad. Like it's people really don't think about up. that part, but that's fucked up. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, as you were. Yeah. So. So anyway, they start, um, so she invites her over and then, yeah. you know, Stephanie starts telling her about all the things, problems that she's been having. And then <laughs> Dakori starts buying her lingerie. Hey, for, for, for like Oh no, just for her. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yep. To feel good. So we to feel good because she's in love with her. So Dakori confesses her love for Stephanie. And... So Dakori falls in love with Stephanie. Yeah, she does. She does. Um, she falls in love with Stephanie, and she's buying her lingerie, and then they start an affair. And so Stephanie even goes home. She's thinking about Dakori all the time. This is really messing her up. Meanwhile, is now that Ramsey now wants to change and turn his life around. Oh. <laughs> Now one now said he was going to go for the counseling. He went and was doing the counseling. He now wants to start trying to change. Nigga, please, you're not even in this relationship anymore. <laughs> the relationship is exactly. now two other people. So she starts the affair. But then, of course, as we as is what always happens, Stephanie now starts feeling guilty because she now sees that he has changed. You know, she tells her, she tells 
her sister was going on the sister is disgusted and this is kind of where the homophobia now starts to come in a bit because the sister is disgusted with what's happening not just the mm. fact that of course you're cheating on your husband but makes a whole thing about the fact that it's with a woman and <clears throat> excuse me so just all those things start to happen and she mm-hmm. which makes her feel even worse about everything so um you know she she goes home and she's like you know what i'm going to end things with dakori and she just goes and to try and make up with ramsey mm. now meanwhile dakori is trying to reach her and he's calling her he's calling her he's calling her she can't reach her she can't mm. reach her so you can imagine what's about to happen or what do you think is about to happen uh i feel like dakori is going to go and scatter everything because now oh, she bitch. loves stephanie <laughs> yep she did she and sure did exactly yep. he said oh no bitch if i can't have you neither can he oh so, my god so dakori goes crazy she starts writing stephanie these letters which oh, yes, which letters. i love i love a handwritten letter. letters did you say keep being the bad girl you are <laughs> you've been the bad girl that you are so Keep. she was writing her these letters. She even gave she wrote one letter and gave it to Ramsey to deliver to Stephanie. Can you imagine? This okay, Tyre. This yeah. look, I think this is why we now have night posts growing up because people were delivering letters on behalf of other people. That's why we didn't have proper post office. Because this letter writing thing, people don't realize, especially now, you know, these young kids that have phones, they can text, they can mm-hmm. send DMs. They don't realize that how we used to communicate when we're much younger was through letters so if i had a friend in like a different school i would write them a letter and give my friend like you know who would see them maybe next term because me i was in boarding school right so if Mm. in my neighborhood i had a friend that was going to like um okay so let's say i was in alashiri i had a friend that was going to federal government girls college shagamu i'll now um, write a letter and give that person before she goes back to school like please go and give this letter to blah 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 then that one will now write me at the end of the term so it, it was actually like a thing and that's mm-hmm. how guys would tell you that they liked you or yeah. you know it was a thing and some people used to keep all their letters some even spray perfume on it spray <laughs> perfume. <laughs> you spray perfume when you put stickers on it so this letter thing is really ah and many I get men have delivered so oh. many letters I can imagine. And you know, <laughs> unfortunately, a lot of the gate men couldn't read. Mm. So their own is they are really delivering that letter without having to like interfere or whatever. Like they were really right. just the ah, the letter culture is is I'm sure it's pretty much dead now in Nigeria, but that used to be a thing. It, it was really a thing. It used even, to be a thing. Yeah, even as recently as when I was in high school, like um and this is like 2004 2005 mm-hmm. and like we used to write uh, well that was the only way i could reach my mother if i wanted oh, to wow. anybody in school yes because for us we didn't which is really fucked up anyway in another episode we'll talk about boarding schools and just fucked up like nature oh, of boarding schools in nigeria but um we had to write letters and so i know in js1 like i think by the time i got to like maybe js3 or something like emailing was more or no when i got to senior class then i I think i had more access to like computer room and things like that so mm-hmm. I could send but like just <laughs> one girl those tear stained letters <laughs> my mom still has you used to cry on the letters 
laugh and you like to cry when I was writing the letters because oh. you no, know, you can imagine not seeing your parents for three months, like or not talking to your parents. Like if they can't come and visit, then you're not seeing your parents for three months. It's true. Not that is any, true. You're not absolutely else, like, well, you're not talking to anyone on the phone because we do are not allowed phones. We were not allowed to do shit. Like it was just really a very weird artificial environment that like nobody should ever have to be like endure or be put in but anyway that's um that was my boarding school experience so yeah i definitely i i mean i, I definitely relate to the experience the necessity because for me it was like life or death like if i can't if i can't get this letter out or if it's i can't true. get i don't get it back so did you post it officially or did you send yeah. it through someone so oh, you used to yeah, we used to, mm-hmm. yep my oh. mom used to I, like i used to beg beginning of the time i used to take stamps like so Are many stamps. dead ass like this oh was what like so part oh of what my school supplies <laughs> so part of my like school supplies was always stamps because i needed them to like send letters right wow, so that's like prison um, you know like yeah oh yeah girl it was prison um <laughs> they will tell you prison is not a you know a word that was unfamiliar to us when you used wow. to describe experience yeah so um so yeah i definitely used to buy stamps and then on or like on visiting day i'll get my parents to bring more stamps and then after a while like if you're or like maybe halfway through the term on visiting day if your friend's parents come to visit then you give them mm-hmm. i never um, used um nigerian mailing system like i just yeah. never i just assumed it didn't work yeah, I know it works. It's even still working now. What well, quote unquote working? Whatever you call their version of working. Well, now it's working, but when I was younger, I don't think it was working. Yeah, no, I think it was working better then because now, really? yeah, because now most people use couriers, so true, like, true, people just did it, yeah, yeah. Right. But back then, people actually used to use Naples like mad. Like, I know, wow. so yeah, she sent a letter, <laughs> sent letters to her, um, and then. Anyway, she finds a way to get Stephanie back into her bed. This Dakori is such a bad bitch in this. So she found a way to get Stephanie back into her boudoir. <laughs> and so they're like... So I think they, this scene, this they were even fucking on the floor. Like, at nice. this point, like in the, just the throes of passion. And then Ramsey now walked in. Please don't tell me he wanted to join. No, I would be so irritated. <laughs> no, I would have been disgusted, but he didn't. No, he was disgusted. Obviously, he was extremely homophobic about it. Like, what the fuck is going on? Blah, blah, blah. And then, but he said something when he walked in and he was like, yes. Because when he walked in, he opened the door. But before he saw them, he was like, oh, yes, Camilla, you called me. So Camilla obviously set it up so that Ramsey would catch her and Stephanie in the act and she could have Stephanie to herself. This is actually something else. <laughs> it's sickle so obviously ramsey threw the cor- uh, threw stephanie out the mom was even losing it that's it saying you know this is a disgrace blah 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 all the usual the, but it was all of this was just steeped in homophobia mm. oh, cheated but it's not even just that bad that you slept out like you you stepped out on your marriage it's the fact mm-hmm. that you with a woman and all these things so she now ended up being the one that was cast out which i think was bullshit to me i was like mm. That doesn't really make sense to me because, well, of course it doesn't make sense. This guy was cheating on her and beating her the whole time. And mm-hmm. now because she cheated once back, 
<laughs> she's not the one that has got thrown out of the house and was begging to come back home and then Dakore meanwhile just don't she doesn't care she's just living her best life she even went to meet Ramsey <laughs> there's this one scene where she goes to meet stop Ramsey in the supermarket like I think she was just following him around because she was looking for <laughs> She was looking for because this girl Stephanie obviously wanted her marriage back, so she cut off Dakori and was mm. begging Ramsey. So that, that but Dakori wanted to find her babe. Like she was like, "What's <laughs> like, what do you mean? You can't leave me." <laughs> so this time she even followed Ramsey to a grocery store or something and was like, "Where's my sweetheart?" <laughs> so can I say something? Why is it that in Nollywood, when it's a man? chasing a woman like this though portrayed as really brave and romantic but when mm. it's a woman it comes off as like psycho bitch whatever like obviously they're trying to do it to be homophobic but um why but even when it's a woman doing it to a man they portray her as like like she has a few um boats loose yeah yeah i don't, I don't I, yeah but if it's men they really portray it as something honorable like women should aspire to get men that will chase them down no matter what like even this thing they are doing i can already tell that obviously i'm not surprised but i can tell that they're obviously trying to position dakori as a psycho bitch mm-hmm. for lack of better term like it's already very obvious and i haven't seen yeah. it yeah mm-hmm. and i think like that's just a thing of heteronormative conditioning like when mm-hmm. men are supposed to be seen as the pursuers and were supposed to be grateful for that pursuit but when women do it then there's they are looked at as like psychopaths or whatever mm-hmm. and i don't even think it's just a nollywood thing i think it's just the pop culture version of the mm-hmm. that we live every day like i think mm-hmm. even in real life like when you hear about oh relationship oh this guy this girl was calling this guy like you hear about the way people talk about girls who were maybe they went to their ex's house or something or they called their ex's mother or like you hear the way mm. that gets talked about as opposed to like a guy that went and stood outside somebody's house really inappropriately like. for hours and you did and you're basically stalking this person but see that's supposed to be some kind of honorable pursuit exactly so, okay, so she when so she came she, in the grocery store, I was saying, "Where's my home?" <laughs> so she went to she went to Ramsey. She's like, "Where's my baby girl, please?" So there was those supermarkets, the smaller ones. <laughs> it was okay. I literally, I feel like I've seen this movie because I can just picture like Nollywood of those days. I can see everything. Yep, you can yeah. picture. It's, it's very easy to it's picture. That's where we're alternate. Of course, I, I think the See, dress style, this movie I wrote it I know I wrote this movie <laughs> no I will never write such rubbish but I I, I, I did the screen whatever yeah. I <laughs> yep. okay. um, so the pastor my, meanwhile the pastor calls Ramsey and he's like oh um, you need to forgive this woman and take her back because there's no divorce amongst Christians which to me I thought was really like honestly i felt like that was is bullshit but i was like give that shit to a man for once yes make the man tell that shit to the guy Mm -hmm. yeah make him be make him force him to stay in the situation that he doesn't want to be in yeah because there's no divorce among christians yeah meanwhile dakori is still stalking stephanie so she stalks her back to the house to the house where stephanie is staying her Mm -hmm. mother's house and then breaks in to Hmm. i guess (laughs) to kill her uh oh. Um, oh yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Which again, like it's just psycho, whatever. Yeah. Like, why do you have to now be a psycho like this? 
So And again, why is she not trying to kill Ramsey? Right? That's who you should yeah. be killing. So you can yeah. have your honey. Mm-hmm. Okay. But no, in this story, she was she took aim at Stephanie basically. Um when I finish telling the actual story, I will just get more into how I felt about Dakore's positioning, like mentally and emotionally. But um, so she breaks into the house and she tries to kill Stephanie. And then at that point, Stephanie's sister had met Ramsey on the road somewhere and started begging him to come and help Stephanie. So this all came down at the same time. So they walked in at the same time and they were trying to stop her. And then everyone is like, begging like you need to stop like you need to like put the knife down everything and then stephanie escapes and mm. then the just stabs herself and dies oh my god and that's how it ends so, so on one hand obviously this is a very horrible ending and um so i did some I was trying to, you know, I was trying to do some research on Nollywood and same-sex romance, same-sex representation. And mm-hmm. I found this really, really helpful article. These two Harvard um, students, Lindsay Green Sims and Unoma Azua, mm-hmm. they actually came to Nigeria to do research on, like, Nollywood and um, they wanted to understand same-sex relationships, representation in Nollywood. And so they actually wrote this whole paper, which was very enlightening. I'm not surprised that it ended tragically. A lot of the time in Nigeria, because there's this idea that homosexuality is not, is un-African and it's imported from the West, which is Mm. obviously not true, but the, like, we haven't seen it as, we don't see it as an identity and we don't humanize it. I think that we just view it as an action, which clearly based on colonial religions is a sin. So we view it as something that's wrong. So in Nollywood, when you try to represent homosexuality, you have to do it from a point of view that you're condemning it. You, if not, the um, Nigerian censors, censors board is not going to approve the movie. Mm. You must condemn it. And they call it, quote unquote, a balanced view. Hmm. And, yep. They'll say, but you didn't give a balanced view. You cannot be showing these girls making out without showing consequences for it. So that's pretty much what. Um, I'm not surprised that it ended in tragedy, but it's also very unfortunate because a lot of um, gay people in Nigeria, you know, um, queer people, every time they see themselves, can you imagine how horrible it is that every time you're represented, you end up dying or you end up in some sort of tragic ending or you end mm-hmm. up in prison or you end up in some sort of spiritual cleansing for the rest of your life. It sends a very horrible, violent demeaning, degrading message about who you are. Mm. And I think that until Nigerians really understand that um, homosexuality is not just same-sex sexual sexual relationship. It is, before you even have sex with a person, the same, before you have sex with a person, you already know your sexuality. So this thing is more than just, you know, an action. It is who they are. And if we don't get to that point where we understand that this is who they are and there's nothing wrong with that, we're going to keep seeing this trope over and over Mm -hmm. again because it's just like portraying someone that steals or portraying... We're going to keep portraying it like this is an act you can stop if you only just were disciplined or you behaved yourself or you were spiritual enough. It will continue to come across as what Nollywood is doing. So... You know, I honestly, I, I knew that this was going to end in some sort of murder-suicide or whatever. I actually thought she would go and kill 
Ramsey and Stephanie. That's what I thought would happen. And then she'll get arrested. I, but I knew it was going to end in something tragic because that's pretty much Nollywood. It ends in homosexuality as pathology, a crime or a curse. That's it. Mm. That's it. So well said. Wow. That really, really like, that is so true. I mean, you look at the movies, like, wow. Thank you so much for that context because that really puts it in a lot of context for me because yeah. it's like, you can tell, you can kind of tell anyway, the way, even when you talk about people like, um, not to take it out of the Nigerian context, mm-hmm. but just to give like a similar example, like JK Rowling, like this mm-hmm. whole thing people have been saying about JK Rowling. I'm sorry, JK mm-hmm. Rowling has been transphobic because mm-hmm. when you look at the way that she depicts certain characters or certain, certain figures in her stories and who mm. the actor of those characters is supposed to be in real life you mm. can tell and that's why i always say like you can't separate the like the arts from the artists because mm. the person will always bring their own biases and prejudices yeah. and and baggage and whatever else from the world into the art that they create and that is absolutely the same thing it's just that in this nollywood context is being kind of instructed that this is how this is supposed to be done so you're mm-hmm. almost you're you're almost not even it almost goes over your head that we're only doing this because nigerians have decided that it's not okay to be gay yeah that's it and it's weird because you would think that oh if this is something they hate so much that they put people in jail for and you know or death it's punishable by death or 14 years in prison mm-hmm. you would think that everyone would be like oh then let's not even talk about that issue let's just no, they're obsessed with homosexual content. Like mm-hmm. the L word, Nigerians will go and get pirated versions of it. Like we actually love consuming it. It's like a weird obsession. You know how even like there's an obsession with quote unquote runs girls. It's mm-hmm. almost like Nigerians will say something is so bad, but we must watch it every day. Just to remind ourselves how bad this thing is. Is it really bad or do you really like it? Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying? Are you afraid that you actually like it and you don't, you know, deep down inside you're like, I I have felt good when, you know, me and this girl laid together or this guy saying, well, you know, sometimes I'm imagining what it would be like to be with it. Like, is it is it really bad or is it, are you afraid that if you don't see it as bad, like one day you just wake up and say, I'm no longer homophobic and you'll be so bothered by it and think you've betrayed your God or something. Like, it's like a weird obsession. They purposely seek, you know, um, same-sex content, especially, actually, both male um um both um male homosexual content and female homosexual content nigerians will they will go and look for it mm. because they actually love it these women yeah. said when they went um shopping they went to like i think alaba market or no not alaba where's the idumata yeah where they sell anyway one of those places where they sell a lot of nollywood movies mm-hmm. and they said that they asked um please can we see your gay lesbian content and the trader was very like straight faces like we don't like we don't have anything like that and they're like okay mm. how about content where so they used another type of language i can't remember the second term they used like they used another language to describe it mm-hmm. the guy was like and we have women that leave their husbands and go and sleep with other women we have that kind of content then straight up the girl wow. goes okay i need content where girls are fucking girls and boys are fucking boys he's like oh okay we have this and he starts pulling everything out and then even wow. the apparently they were onlookers bystanders that were just kind of there they will start saying watch him eh, secret affair watch him then they started recommending oh, yeah 
we are fully aware of it, but I think that there's not yet a full understanding of what's going on. So I think that's really, really messing with how people receive it and like, you know, live around it. And mm-hmm. I think the census board, sorry, census bureau is extremely hypocritical the way they go about, <laughs> oh, extremely, the way they go about, you know, these things. Because yeah, once you slap 18 on it, you can put it on. It, like at the end of the day, it's very unfair to the people who that's their reality, that's their identity. Imagine every Nigerian movie we saw, women ended up dying at the end of it. Like every, mm. yeah. It does the same with black people in America. They they noticed, especially in the earlier movies, we always knew that the first person to die would be black. Well, we, yep. So that thing is not fun. If someone keeps portraying you as, you know, your life as something they can waste at any time and whatever, that is fucking violent. And that's really something that Nigerians don't realize what they're doing. But I'm not surprised that they have all these laws and everything to back that shit up. This is extreme hate right here and we're we're here thinking oh it's just movies it's not it's really really destroying people's minds and it's upsetting me and my homegirls mm-hmm. that you are so right and it really is a mind fuck and it's it's not it's not an unintentional mind fuck it's a very it, like calculated intentional violently intentional um mind fuck so mm-hmm. i don't know like yeah for you again filmmakers creators whatever if you can and if you can safely do so like please Mm -hmm. make real lgbt movies like for real and we've seen that it can be done like we've seen that it can be done so like don't stop making the excuse just Mm -hmm. do it yeah, don't look at the stigma. Don't care about what people are going to say. Like, exactly. have to stick to your values. Like, believe mm-hmm. in something. <laughs> like, believe in something and stick to it. So, um, so because of the Census Bureau, they won't. A lot of them won't be able to publish it through like Nigerian outlets per se. But that's where the internet comes in. That's where the web comes in. And I hope that Netflix Niger is really bringing a new, um. Day to Nollywood. I hope that Netflix is um, allowing, is going to allow these stories be told. If if we can put more of those things on Netflix, queer people being portrayed as like full people, like I think that will do a lot more for the Nigerian psyche. And um, I do believe that there are some outlets right now. There's literally a channel on YouTube I follow called the Tears Initiative. Um, please look it up. They are on YouTube and um, they actually have a lot of content. I've actually seen one of their series before. It was um, super queer friendly, but it had that Nigerian thing of they still couldn't push it to like, mm. to even just normalcy because of the Nigerian climate. Maybe they were trying to represent what the reality was, but I also mm. think that they are missing out on the radical homosexual people in Nigeria who are like out there saying, I know that where I am is not conducive for who I am, but I'm willing to stand in it, ten toes down and I'll live by the shit. I wish that mm-hmm. they would portray some of those stories more, but they usually portray the ones that are sort of still hiding, which I understand. I would have hidden, I probably would have hidden too, but I also think it would be nice to show those radical stories because it could really um, just be moving and encouraging. And that's also another reality. Essentially, there's one, there's a single story which just shows like the hiding, you know, the, every all the people in the closet. But there's also people that have come out and it would be nice to see how they're living their lives 
you know, and trying to thrive in a place that literally would murder them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but, but Tears Initiative is doing that. And I actually watched a short film, which I hope we can discuss in this Pride Month, um, Hell or High Water, that was, that ki- that tried to do that. They tried to do that. So mm. more of that, Sha, more of that, you guys. Web series, Netflix, hold it down for us. Yes, please. Yep. Um, and I think just for my, for me, my um, alternate ending to this movie would have just been like, they should have gotten together <laughs> at the end. Yep. I feel like Victoria and Stephanie should have fucked Ramsey Noah off. They should have robbed him. And- <laughs> yep. should have- I remember our episode where we were like, rob these niggas. <laughs> they needed to have robbed that nigger. Beat him, gotten two two boys to beat him up, yeah. Then run away together in situations. Yep. That would have been perfect. Tired yeah. out have been perfect. That would actually have been perfect. That would have been yep. beautiful. They should have just denied it, and that's that. Oh, I was sorry. I said I was going to come back to something, but anyway, sorry. But oh, okay. I I did say at the beginning too that I was going to come back to this. The part, just how I felt about Dakori's portrayal because there are many different okay. ways that we could have also kind of done away with the homosexual character or mm-hmm. the gay character without having to make her the cycle like they could have killed she could have died any other way that so many things could have happened to her but i feel like there's also it just reminds me of too the time in a very recent history where in many places in the world homosexuality was considered a mental illness and mm-hmm. This idea that if you for you to be gay, there must be something deeply there must there has to be something else wrong with you, like something mm. else like, like in this context that is so cartoonishly wrong with you. Um mm. for, for you to to live in this identity or to say, Oh, this is what you're doing. So I don't know, for me, it just also again, there's an it just comes back to what you were saying. There's an intentionality around how these stories are told and what what ends up happening to these characters that tells you what's like you know the prejudices of the society where it's coming from and what's you know what we've decided as a country and as a culture about homosexuality. So that that just kind of stuck out for me. But um mm-hmm. yeah so what should we what should we ask people to um maybe a good memorable yeah a good like a queer moment that you've experienced even by yourself or maybe someone told you it could even be like fictional maybe like in a movie or something or just a queer moment you imagine like you know a good a positive one within the nigerian context that you can share just a nice like story not mm-hmm. i just want to make a disclaimer like we're completely aware of the violence we've spoken about it and I'm, we're not asking you to um you know put on rose-colored glasses to uh, to talk about queerness in nigeria but mm-hmm. we just want like a moment like, a good, of like yeah like a good yeah. story like yeah, a fun a I nice think like good stories and also i think it's important for like other queer people or people who are in the closet or whatever to hear positive stories and to know yeah. like there, there is a life on the other side of like being victimized for this thing mm-hmm. um for, you know being who you are so like any good stories your queer love stories your you know your first queer experience if it was good just like and we can keep you anonymous obviously mm-hmm. so yeah. tell us tell us and, um, uh, so there's actually one i saw i don't know if you saw it this week on twitter it was a nigerian girl she said that she 
um, was at her work and this other woman came to her office and was like, she's, I think she asked her about herself and she said, I'm queer. Oh, the girl just divulged and said, because I'm queer or whatever. And the Nigerian woman was like, okay, so like, and she was like, you're not going to ask any further questions. She's like, no, you're queer. Mm-hmm. And so like that, you're as in what, what should I be questioning you about? You're fine. Mm. Safe here, and the you know everyone was it, people. It was very touching, like yeah. Just know that for once, nobody's questioning you or asking you. So how did you know you were gay? Mm. Or what? Like nobody, you're just being looked at as a person, like a mm. human being, like just like everybody else. And you know, I guess you know, I'm sure I felt very like the person was really touched by it. So yeah, that was that's a feel good story. I just well, I remember. Yeah, it was. I I don't know. I I wish I shared it with you on Twitter, but it was. It was quite viral. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I love that. So, yeah, send us any stories like that that you guys want to send us. Um, Our email. Um, Actually, I'll let you say our email. Just quickly say our email, then we can round off. (laughs) (laughs) Can you even say that the person person that created the email, she doesn't know the email. The person that... this. This person that is telling me to you read know, it. I... <laughs> our email is tbcpodcast20 at gmail.com. And our Twitter is to be continued P. Our Instagram is to be continued pod. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening and to God, to God be the glory. <laughs>